a Monday morning, and you know what that means. Streamers, coming to you again from the isolation station of love. It's me, it's me, it's the DOZ, Landon the Dawes Doan, coming to you once again with another episode of Dawes Does Disney. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, or if you're single like me, as you know it, Monday. Uh, but because it is Valentine's Day, I'm going to talk like this all episode. Aw, yeah. And now I'm going to introduce my co-host, you know her. You love her. She is the rising star of the podcasting world. The phoenix, if you will, rising from the ashes. Catch her on Avengers with Steffers, a.k.a. Avengers. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, sorry. I'm done with that. Avengers with Steffers. Uh, it's Steffers. Steffers, how are we doing this morning, afternoon, or evening? How you doing? Adventures with Steffers, Landon. If you're going to say Avengers with <laughs> Steffers, at least say Adventures with <laughs> Steffers, too. I'm doing okay, great. Fair. Fantastic. What a day to be alive. Happy Valentine's Day. You love birds. Yeah. Or love dogs or love cats or whatever animal you want to love like. Yeah, you whatever. love babarooses. Yeah. Love me like you do. Mr. Oh, it's oh, it's going to be it's going to be another one of those episodes. Oh, 100%, man. Okay. 100%. I hope you guys all enjoyed I don't know how much Landon kept in, but <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my musical abilities featuring the, on the show. Yeah, that, that you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there's some news and things, I guess. Yeah, there is some uh, Disney news. I guess the biggest takeaway from last week coming from the House of the Mouse was they released their first quarter earnings for the fiscal year of 2022, which ended January 1st. 2022, uh, the Disney Park Experiences and Products Division saw more than a 100% increase in year-over-year -year revenue, posting a $7.2 billion in revenues for the first quarter of 2022 in an announcement, quote, the Disney Parks Experiences and Products revenue for the quarter increased $7.2 billion compared to $3.6 billion in the prior year quarter. Segment operating results increased by $2.6 billion to income of $2.5 billion compared to a loss of $0.1 billion to the prior year quarter. Of course, you know, the world was on fire as I vaguely waved my arms behind me. Uh, so what that means is uh, Disney is making money, which uh, that has to, uh, you know, make the uh, shareholders and uh, the Disney Corporation and the uh, overlords feel good, where, uh, you know, we continue to see them kind of cut stuff across the board, which makes us, the consumer, kind of be like, yeah. Cut and increase, by the way. It's it's cut and increase. Okay, all right. Um, I, I, I mean, I as a fan of Disney, I mean, I'm glad they're doing well. So, you know, they're not going to have to shut down overnight because I'm sure that was a concern that we were all having, said nobody. But uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's not surprising to hear that they're making money. They uh, they pointed to Genie Plus and Lightning Lane being uh, being a big boon uh, to this. Uh, uh, Bob Chapik gave an interview to CNBC. We're going to reference here in a second uh, being a big reason of that. They cited big, massive numbers in Disney Plus uh, Disney Plus subscriptions. Numbers in the parks are up across the board, despite there still being a pandemic, despite there being variants out there. Uh, I mean, and this and, and this comes at a time where certain parks across the globe are still shut down because of the pandemic. 
Disney still posted $7.2 billion in its first quarter. That must be nice. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know Finally, what's not yeah. nice? Literally, the world on fire is not nice. I yeah, guess. yeah, <laughs> that's still happening. Yeah, it's still happening, folks. And let me tell you, the cast members that are still around, just be nice to them because the rules are ever fluctuating. This goes for team members, too, but, you know, this mm -hmm. is a Disney pod. You know, I'm just saying. <sighs> Gosh, I just, you know, I'm glad that they're making a profit. Let me, let me, let me just say this. I'm glad they're making profits. However, at what cost to us, the consumer? It would just like give us a little something back. You know what I mean? Include PhotoPass in your APs. Mm -hmm. Reduce it a hundred dollars. I don't know, something tiny. You know, hire back the cast members you laid off. Just, but you know what we got instead of all of that? Genie Plus. Yeah, that's what we got. Yeah, that's 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 what we got. I I do want to say it does seem like Disney is bringing back some of the cast members they did lay off in the pandemic. Not a hundred percent across the board, which is a bummer. And I would like to see that come back a hundred percent. They are bringing some back, which some is better than none. Um, uh, but we you you just referenced it. We talked about it, kind of kind of at length last week the price of annual passes has gone up they've they've gone up a lot in the last few years they've taken away uh a lot of the options that the ap comes with particularly stuff like the photo pass stuff like access to the water parks we didn't even touch on that last week that's now an a la carte add-on as well so disney is still raking it in but it would it, it would be nice if the consumer got something uh, for this as well. But you did uh, reference Genie Plus there, and I uh, a couple minutes ago referenced that Bob Chapik gave an interview to CNBC last week where Chapik said that between one-third and 50% of all guests are purchasing Disney Genie Plus when visiting the theme parks. Let that sink in. Almost 50% of people are throwing down extra money to use Genie Plus when they walk into the park. And this is a service that launched last fall. And this is something that they pointed to in their in their earnings. That's like, yeah, this thing is raking in money for us. JPEG in, in his last estimate said that about one third of guests were purchasing Genie Plus at Walt Disney World, leading them to estimate that Disney could make up to $300 million in profit from Genie Plus alone this year. I just want to say people are still trying this service for themselves like I did in December of last year. Is it worth my money at all? No, it is not. And I do not recommend it to literally anyone. I would rather... Never mind. Let me not. Let me not go that dark. But I found mm. that I said this on Theme Park Thursday Live with the Dillos. Dillos Diz. Go check them out on YouTube <laughs> and all the all the podcatchers. They're a fine but, podcasting crew over there, the Dillos. Correct. They. I talked to them about it, and what I said was, people are trying it because it's new, and probably so. It maybe works for some people. I'm not saying it's a complete dud. It's just a complete dud for me. But. By the time when I used it and I bought it, 
I wasn't staying on site, so I didn't get to like book early or whatever it is. I had to wait till the park opened and mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. All the return times were close to like, I think I got one that was like 11 a.m., which was cool. So I got one ride use out of it. And then the rest of the times were close to when you could park hop. So I'm like, well, why am I going to like not park hop and utilize that time? So that I could ride a ride I've done a bunch of times or has a shorter wait that I don't even need to use the light or the Genie Plus thing for. So that was where I was at. It was just the return times weren't very great. And like all you would have a dining reservation when you had a return time or you just didn't see one at all for the day. So it wasn't worth it for me. Okay. Yeah. See, but if like, you're there all day, it's worth it maybe because then you like free reign you can kind of just do what you want to do and when you can get to it you can get to it i just park hopping it wasn't it for me you know that's interesting and i appreciate you saying that because when i was down last with my mom this was right before genie plus launched we were in the parks the day that genie plus launched it just didn't work out for us or it didn't make sense for us to use genie plus the day that it launched so i've never had any experience with Genie Plus and I'm considering using Genie Plus when I'm down in March just so I can have a personal experience with that but particularly when you say when you're not staying on property and you can't start booking it until the park opens and you are seeing these later return times and it's return times where it does impact your availability to park hop that gives me a little bit of hesitation because I do like having that option being like, okay, well, you know, over here in Magic Kingdom, crowds are nuts. Hey, let's go see what's happening over in the Animal Kingdom. Let's go see if I can hop on the safari. Let's go see if I can uh, grab a uh, grab a spot at the bar over at Nomad Lounge. Let's go see what the uh, uh, see if I can hop on. Uh, I was going to say Expedition Everest, but I don't think that's going to be open when I'm done there. Let's go see if I can uh, hop on Flight of Passenger. Let's let's uh, let's go uh, walk around the world showcase over in Epcot. So hearing that that gives me hesitation, but also hearing that this could make Disney three hundred million dollars this year alone. Disney Plus ain't going anywhere, and this is this is a service where Disney doesn't really have to do much and. Hundreds of millions of dollars just practically show up in their bank account. Yeah, I will say Genie Plus is one of those things where, I mean, for some people, I'm sure it works if you're going one time a year and mm -hmm. like you need to ride specific things. Cool. My, my thing with it was I had two days, both park hopper tickets. Uh, we, I got it Magic Kingdom and then we were going to Hollywood Studios and... Magic Kingdom, I was able, I was in line for Space Mountain to start, and then I got a return time for like 11 or 11.30 for Big Thunder. Cool, great. I couldn't get, like then I was finished with a ride and there was a lull, so there wasn't anything in between the lull, like I feel like there should be times, you know what I mean? So then I waited and we waited in Haunted Mansion for a very long time. And the only other return time was Pirates at 1.30 and we just decided to wait in the line because around 1.30 we wanted to head to the other park to hop. So it, for me, I got one ride out of it and that was it. Mm. So, and then when I went to Hollywood Studios, everything was like six o'clock return time. So I was like, okay, well, I don't even know where we'll be at six o'clock. So, cool. 
Hmm. Thanks. Yeah, and I mean that's that's nine ninety nine per person in your party. So for me, it's like okay, that's just ten bucks for the entire party. But for you and Jackson, that's twenty bucks. For for the hypothetical lovely listener out there, a party of four, that's forty bucks. If if, if somebody's yeah. out there taking down um, husband, wife, and four kids, that's sixty bucks. And then and then what if what if you want to add on you know the lightning lane to get on Rise of the Resistance? That's 15 bucks ahead on top of that too yeah so my thing is is i didn't i didn't use the lightning lane however maybe i would recommend if you can score it before like all the passes get i mean it's the same thing as boarding passes they run out but if you can score a lightning lane for like rise go for it i mean mm -hmm. it's yes. it's a little bit more but you can guarantee that one ride that you want to ride and it's the same difference if you go and do genie plus i literally got on one ride with that stinking pass thing so it's all preference it's all like time of year related like timing in terms of when you're on the app but also it like killed my battery like i it's just not I'm tired of being on my phone, guys. <laughs> I'm just tired. Well, unfortunately, Steffers, I don't think that's going to change. It's called the 21st century. We're I all plugged know. into our phone, Steffers. Like, 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 actually, everybody listening to this podcast probably coming through their phone right now. Let that blow your mind, Steffers. My mind is blown. Oh, yeah. speaking of blowing your mind. I don't, that was a terrible segue, but we're, I'm you tried. with it. You I really tried, tried and I appreciate the effort, Steffers. It was more like, never mind. I'm not even going to try to salvage that. <laughs> anyway, we're going to switch gears and talk about the mouse on the other coast sideline. We're going to we're the left coast. Yeah, left. Yeah, because they get cool things that we don't get here on the Easter Coast. -er. So <laughs> here we are. Anyway, Soarin' Over California returns to Disney's California Adventure for a limited time. So if y'all are on the West Coast listening or you got a trip planned, you know, holla. Uh, for Disney California Adventure for a limited time during the Food and Wine Festival beginning March 4th, Soarin' Over California will return. Mm. I've never been on it, never been to... Never been to Disneyland, hasn't been a thing, but I want to do it hopefully soon-ish when fires are extinguished and it just makes sense for me to drop that kind of money, you know what I mean? Someday, yeah. Well, that's my thing. Okay, some people have been to Disneyland. I want the listener's opinion on this situation that I'm in. Some people have been to Disneyland pre-fires and some have been during the fires. I just, if I'm going to experience something for the first time, and this, I understand this is for safety reasons, but hear me out. I don't want masks in my photos. I don't want, like, to overstress because there's XYZ, like, rules that I need to show this, that, the other thing. Like, I, California is a busy place. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I just... I'm already going to be stressed flying to California because it's a busier like situation. Not that MCO isn't busy, but I just I've been to California, so I know it's busy. I just want to make sure that the money that I'm going to drop on plane tickets, the time like flight times, like all of that, and then my pictures. I love like memories and pictures. I I don't want to look at it and say, oh, the world was on fire during this time, children. Look at your mom. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That's just me. I, 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 I just want to get the full experience. And I know some things are still closed. Some things are reopening. Some things are limited capacity. 
I just want the full fledged thing. And that goes for Disney World too. Like a lot of things aren't open yet and maybe someone wants to really see Fantasmic and they ha they're like waiting for that to reopen before they book their Disney World trip. Very valid reason to hold off on booking your trip, by the way, because it's a fantastic show. I digress. <laughs> anyway, catch Soarin' Over California, available March 4th to April 26th of this year. Obviously. I do I, I, I do think that's cool, and, and obviously this is a Walt Disney World-focused podcast, but we did want to mention that because this is another instance of some of the cooler stuff that Disneyland does. It has uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. time-sensitive overlays for some of their attractions i know around christmas time the haunted mansion will have its nightmare before christmas overlay and you know we're, we're always told that you know disneyland is more of a local theme park so it's catering to the locals who come in and see it where walt disney world is more of an international theme park and you know if this is the only time that a family from england comes into the magic kingdom and this is the only time that they get to see the legendary, the iconic Haunted Mansion, Walt Disney World wants them to get that Haunted Mansion experience as opposed to, you know, Oogie Boogie and Jack Skellington and Shock, or Lock, Shock and Barrel and then the crew running around, which I mean, on the one hand I get, but on the other hand, it's like, really? That's 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 what y'all are going with? But I, I, I'm like you, Steffers, I've never experienced uh, Soarin' Over California, but I would love to experience it. Um, I know Soarin' Over California might feel a little out of place if it was to just pop up at Epcot, but I do think it would be cool for like, you know, a limited time run, like, you know, on these four Saturdays for the month of March or something. Like, this is like, like, like we're doing Soarin' Over California. And then it can be, you know, regular Soarin' the rest of the month, except, except on Saturdays. I think that would be really cool. I don't know how logistical that would be, I'm I'm no Imagineer, but I do think it would be cool to experience that. And I, I do think it would be cool for uh, Walt Disney World to do some of that stuff that they're doing out on Disneyland. Uh, I, I saw our friend on uh, Twitter, Skipper Bob, saying that uh, Soarin' Over California is apparently the best Soarin' experience. So mm, I wouldn't know. Yeah, neither would I. So uh, well, I will we'll, say... Yeah. We could do, uh, we could show up California. You're going to be so proud I'm saying this because I'm just going to say it. Uh, we could do a Muppet Haunted Mansion overlay Ooh. on our coast. You know yes. what I'm saying? I can and then get on they board can have their NBC. You know what I mean? Because I know that mm -hmm. I know why most of the time that they do this. So it's exclusive to that park. So it gives people more reason to visit. Perfectly fine. I will get there someday. I promise. <laughs> but we need to have some we don't do overlays on the east coast and i think like i think we should start doing it at least i don't i don't see like you know we've been to the parks plenty of times pass holders like it's a new thing for pass holders just you know and you know other than the festivals and all the other jazz but it'd be a cool like time seasonal thingy thing mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, give you, give, you give you more of an incentive to go to a park that you've been to a bazillion times. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. It just yeah. mixes it up and is new and fresh. And not like the festivals aren't new and fresh, but sometimes they have the same exact food or sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, only X aspect has changed, but the rest of it is more or less the same. I just want to see some overlays on its coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, and, and and going back and using the Haunted Mansion as, as an example, it's like everybody loves the Haunted Mansion, but like, like, let's 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 use Spaceship Earth. Let's look at 
the oh. Epcot ball. Everybody loves the Epcot ball. But you know what else everybody loves and raves about? What they've done for the 50th anniversary, putting on the lights and the shows that they do at night. Let's 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 give an beloved iconic attraction. Let's give it a new coat of paint. Let's let's instead of looking at it straight on, let's look at it from a different angle. Be like, yes, I love this, but for a different reason now. And 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 and, and I think if they did something like what they're doing with Disneyland, bringing back Soarin' Over California, bringing back a beloved attraction for a limited time run, I think I think that would. A, be cool, and B, I think that would buy Disney some goodwill. Um, I'm going to post a, a question to the audience, even though this isn't like the official, official question, but I thought about it, so we're going to say it. Okay. If, if you could have any ride overlaid, this is, I mean, I know we're talking about the, the West Coast, but we're, we're bringing this to Walt Disney World Land. If you could have any ride overlaid, what ride would it be, and what would the overlay be? For example, Haunted Mansion, Muppets overlay for Halloween, or in general, Muppets anytime. What, whatever Muppet overlay you want to do, just, you know, let us know. Add us, Daz Does Disney, you know, AsianZing95 on Twitter, you know, <laughs> just, I'm curious because I feel like a lot of people have really good ideas, but they never see the light of day because East Coast is the not overlay coast. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I'll, be I'll be depressed about it. <laughs> One day. It's gonna be okay, Steppers. Is it gonna be okay? Can we have a Gimli overlay in Figment, maybe? You just see Gimli's pop up instead of Figment's. I mean, Gimli's Email. cute, but 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 he's he's, he's no Figment, Steppers. No, Figment is still there, but like Gimli's. Oh, Figment and Gimli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like best of both worlds. Hmm. And then Gimli has like a little... Uh, the sweater. The, the sweater, the too. Sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing like a th whole pop-up movement with my arms in case the listener cannot see me because you can't. It's an audio podcast. It is an audio podcast. I thought we have established this, Steffers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, Remember when I mentioned festivals? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 50th anniversary flower beds arrive ahead of 2022 Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. Which that's Who's like excited? right around the corner. Like that. that that's like tomorrow. March it's the 2nd. That's it's two weeks. Is that two weeks? Like like a little over two weeks. Yeah. Two like, weeks and two days. Holy crap. When did that happen? Wait. Why are they launching it on a Wednesday instead of a Monday? You know what? I'm not going to judge them. They do whatever they want. It's Disney. But that's pretty cool. You're going to be there in like a, a day, a week, two weeks. It's going to, you're going to be there. Yes, in two, two issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had that moment of realization. It's like, holy crap. I'm like two weeks away from being in the most magical place on earth, which on the one hand is very exciting. And then on the other hand, it's like, oh my God, I have so much I have to get done between now and then. Oh, barf vomit. <laughs> But like I feel that because I'll be there literally for like 24 hours and then I'm skirting out of there. Skirt, Man, skirt. that that is going to be a conversation we are going to have to have when you get back. The planning and the oh my god, like that quick crazy turnaround. You're gonna have a blast, I have no doubt. But oh, I don't I don't see how people can can do those. Oh, 24 I probably hour, will cry. When 48 I hour trips. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably cry. But but that's that's a conversation 
for a different date. I I, I I love all the festivals they do down at Epcot. And I do think that they are bringing in the 50th anniversary celebration for Walt Disney World. And it's funny, funny, you were talking about uh, Gimli hanging out with Figment because the 50th anniversary uh, flower uh, bed is in front of the Imagination Pavilion, at least according to pictures. Uh, so uh, you can go ride a journey into your imagination of, Featuring Figment and uh, check out the 50th anniversary uh, flower bed where it says 50 for the 50th anniversary celebration. Wow. What right. a concept. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> hey, Disney does cool stuff with their flowers. And I, and I never thought as a dude, I would say, yeah, cool stuff with your flowers, man. But flowers and bushes. They do topiaries too, my dude. Hedges, man, those, bushes, those, hedges, whatever. Those topiaries are just works of art. They're phenomenal. Cannot wait to see what what they break out for the 50th anniversary this year. Because you have to imagine they're 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 gonna they're gonna have some pretty cool stuff. Rather, I hope they do, and I'm not just getting my hopes up to be dashed. Oh man, what fine. if I am? What if I am? I mean, you'll you'll be fine. It's fine. You'll be fine. It's fine. We're okay. all fine. The world is fine. This is fine. Oh, something exciting for you, Landon. This is this is all you. Oh, you yes, can, yes. Yeah, this is all we you. do love to talk about new additions to the Walt Disney World family, particularly when it's a cute baby animal. In the Animal Kingdom, Disney has just announced that Nutmeg, the baby Babarusa, has been welcomed to Disney's Animal Kingdom. In an announcement, Disney welcomed Nutmeg, the second Babarusa pigment or piglet to the Disney Animal Kingdom theme park. Nutmeg spent a few months backstage bonding with mom before making her first onstage appearance to guests. Her keepers left lots of enrichment items for her to find, and she quickly made herself at home in the oasis. Like many animals in our care, Nutmeg's birth was recommended per the Association of Zoos and Aquarium Species Survival Plan. Babarusa pigs are a vulnerable species threatened by habitat destruction, making her birth a great contribution to their conservation. Um, this thing is freaking adorable, and I want one, but I'm pretty sure my HOA would not be okay with it. But no, more they importantly, wouldn't. Zoe would not be having it. Okay, so I had to Google this because when it said piglet, I was like, wait, this is considered a pig? So then I Googled, they're, uh, it, they're also called deer pigs. Deer pig, right? So that's pretty cute. I'm not going to lie. It's adorable. Very cute. It, I love it. Wait, some of them have like tusks? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a war deer pig. Yeah, that's scary. Never mind. I'm closing this because I'm getting scared (laughs) by the tusks. That's fine. It's cute. Babies are cute. What's up, Disney? Good job. And and I mean, I this is another reason that I love the Animal Kingdom. Not only is it a killer theme park, they're doing their part to help save and protect vulnerable species that we as humans have, have put on the brink of extinction due to destroying their habitats um like like this is another instance of disney protecting and helping species thrive and survive so i i i love the animal kingdom for stuff like this and hopefully i can see nutmeg the next time i'm down in uh the ak 30 flirty and thriving i don't know if they're 30 but she she looks a little young for 30 staffers 
That's fine. She'll be 31 He was just born. Also, it's fun to say Babarusa. Say it, oh. Steffers. N- no. Say it. I don't. I don't want to. No. Steffers. Babarusa. Babarusa. Thank you, Steffers. You're welcome. <laughs> um, speaking of cute animals, I don't know if this is considered cute. It's a little. It's actually a little. Looks like it needs a little TLC. But Little Red the Elephant returns to Walt Disney World. Wow. Was not expecting this headline. I mean, you know, Gimli is very intrigued. If you can see him in the corner, he's like, Mom, what you talking about? Who's Little <laughs> Red and why are they back? Giving you anyway, side eye. I know. It's just, why is he giving me this side eye? Anyway, if you guys didn't know, Little Red was actually part of the Kilimanjaro Safaris attraction and is now repurposed to be in the Jungle Crew. Yeah, not not back on the safari. Not not they're they're not putting animatronics on the safari. Still keeping real animals on the safari. Taking it from the AK to the MK onto the some of us were confused. JC. Yes, one of us, yeah. particularly me was very confused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of broke my brain there for a second. Can confirm. Uh, next, what? Where is the little red? Next to Trader Sam now. Yeah, yeah, Something it's going to be like posted that. up next to Trader Sam's. Uh, if you are familiar with the Jungle Cruise, uh, where the uh, camera is set up to quote unquote take your picture at Trader Sam's, uh, Little Red is going to be set up there, smiling and waving its tusk as your boat goes by. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for that. But yeah, this is this is kind of a, a piece of Disney history because uh, this was originally like Steffers was talking about on the Kilimanjaro safari, because originally on the safari, there was like a story aspect that you were chasing off poachers on the safari. And and you saw these poachers had killed little red's mom and stuff like that. So the, yeah, yeah. The, the original story for the safari was kind of dark Steffers, uh, kind of only kind of. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, um, I okay. do. Th- I do think that element was cut before it made it to the public. I think that story element was only kept for cast previews and maybe like press previews as well. But to the shock of nobody, they got a lot of feedback. Yeah, that's messed up. Maybe you shouldn't have the killing the elephant aspect in your animal theme park. I feel like you heard that in the Imagineering story, Landon. I could have. I also feel like I uh, remember that from Defunct Land on YouTube. Shout out to Kevin Perger and his fantastic YouTube series. If you oh, okay. are a fan of theme parks, you need to be watching uh, Defunct Land, a nearly two-hour show on the history, the rise, and the fall of Fast Passes. Go check it out. You will not. Two remember. hours. Two hours. He does. Buckle the in. It's Buckle great. It in. is great. Fantastic, but yeah, um, I I I think it's cool that Disney is uh, repurposing a piece of Disney history. They're taking it from one park to another. Not only are they putting it in a in a different park, they're adding it to an iconic Disney ride too. So, very cool. Welcome back, Little Red. We missed you. Trey, cool, Trey, cool. You know what else is cool? What's that, Steffers? Hot new looks at Disney World for some characters. Can I say hot? Can I call them hot? I don't. You, you, that... you just did, Steffers. Okay, I just wanted to. I just wanted to double check. Toy Story characters debut a new look at Disney World. So if you see Jesse, Woody, or Buzz, 
They be looking fresh. <laughs> Something like that. They're cute. I don't. I don't know. I, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I okay. So Blog Mickey has like before and after photos, and uh, there's a significant, significant difference in these characters. I feel like they now look like what they look like on the screen versus before. It, they they looked a little rough around the edges. <laughs> looked kind of <laughs> janky. <laughs> They just look like, how do I say this? They look, their faces look a bit more shaped okay. than like, yeah, we're going to say shaped. And that's okay. all how I'm going right. to leave that. And they look very cute, very fine. So go check them out. And if you take selfies or you see them around the parks, make sure to tag us so we can see them in real life and not just on the blog Mickey blog. I, I I think it's very cool that uh, that Disney continues to kind of update and keep their characters look fresh because Disney very easily could just be like, okay, well, this is what they look like and this is what they're going to look like. Deal with it. Yeah, that's what I said. That's but, what I said. Uh, but that's not that's not the only update when it comes to characters around the park because it seems like uh, particularly in Disney's Hollywood studios, if you're a fan of the cavalcades, it is down to one single cavalcade and uh, Mickey and his friends are uh, kind of being spread out among the park because uh, with Mickey himself relocating to his red carpet dream location earlier, and uh, it kind of spells the end for the Mickey and Friends motorcade as now on the digital board, it's listed as closed on the in-park tips board. Mickey and Minnie, they can be found at the red carpet dreams and Chippendale can be found at sightings throughout Hollywood studios, though some people uh, found them around Echo Lake, but typically they can be found by the Hollywood Brown Derby. But if you are a fan of the motorcades, the only one that remains currently at Hollywood Studios right now is the Pixar Pals motorcade featuring the new looks of Buzz, Woody and Jesse that uh, that Steppers was just talking about. And it also includes the characters of The Incredibles, including the uh, nightmare fuel inducing Edna Mode. So, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, see something that will haunt your nightmares, go check out Edna Mode riding in a car. But it also features, uh, you know, the uh, the army men uh, breaking it down drumline style. Sully from Monsters, Inc. And of course, the characters from uh, Toy Story 2. So, uh, well, and Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 4. Uh, didn't mean Toy Story 2 as in the sequel. But yeah, if you are a fan of the motorcades, uh, you are down to one option when it comes to Hollywood Studios. So, um, so this is my thing with this situation. I Are they... They just added a new cavalcade, which we'll get into here in a second. But are they... Is their end goal to get rid of them altogether? Like, what? What's what are we doing? Disney, what are we doing? You're, you're taking more things away. I don't know. I'm thinking I get when, it, it, but... when it comes to the cavalcade, I think they're eliminating the cavalcades because we're seeing those characters returning to the meet and greet spots. Like we know Mickey slash Minnie, they're they're returning to uh, the red carpet area or the uh, red carpet dream location. So you can go have a meet and greet distance selfie with them. Uh, Chip and Dale, they're, you know, roaming throughout the parks, uh, particularly around Echo Lake and the Hollywood Brown Derby. But I like like that to me, that is why they're scaling it back on the cavalcades. Now we are going to be talking about them adding a new cavalcade, but these are some characters that generally don't have meet and greets. So, so that's, that's, that's just my 
theory. And I'm just some random podcaster wildly speculating. That's just me, though. We love speculation nation, so don't even worry about it. Sorry about it. That's that fine. Is what I we just, do. That is what we do. I just want to make sure that these characters are loved and seen and appreciated. That's all. Well, speaking of appreciation, if you've uh, done the uh, Savvy's Workshop uh, lightsaber building experience, something that you do definitely appreciate is your lightsaber sleeve. And uh, here recently, they kind of been missing in action. You might remember we talked about how they just gave you a plastic bag to put your $200 plus lightsaber in to carry. But good news, everybody, the complimentary lightsaber sleeves or sheaths, if you want to be fancy about it, are back in stock at Savvy's Workshop. Uh, the carrying sleeves, as I did just mention, were out of stock recently, and guests were given plastic bags to carry them around in instead. Uh, with the sleeves back in stock and the full price of $220, uh, that does return. For guests who previously were given a plastic bag, uh, you are offered a chance to purchase a sleeve for a different price if you paid, but you'll have to visit Hollywood Studios for the uh, complete upgrade. So uh, there is that. Hopefully you saved your receipt and a uh, cast member can hook you up on that. But it is good to see that the complimentary light sleeves have returned to. If you're a Star Wars fan, I still think even at the $220 plus price tag is worth it. It is, it is a one it's 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 an experience that you deserve you owe it to yourself if you are a a a fan of star wars just my opinion and i do understand it is 220 dollars to build a lightsaber that you are going to do what with me i have mine in my office that i've seen like twice in the last six months so yeah i i I get it It's, it's it's kind of a uh superficial purchase but it's the experience the storytelling that comes with it that i think makes it worth it but i i i'm glad that they give you something with uh something with the experience that you're already paying for and more importantly something to protect your dang lightsaber too i'm gonna let you know you just went on a rant about sleeves for your lightsaber damn right i did that's the kind of podcast we are so I like I also uh, if you are worried about uh, not having a carrying sleeve, you know, get a custom one. Some some people there's the Googles for that. Just saying. there is the Googles, but I'm willing to bet you would spend way more money on a custom. But it'd be custom. It would be it would be custom. Yes, yes. It that 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 is correct, Steffers. Yeah. It's fine. It it is what it is. It is what it is. What it is. Um, going back to my caval- to the cavalcade situation, the Disney Adventure Friends cavalcade. Wow, that's a that's, that's a, name. a mouthful. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> debuted at Magic Kingdom. The two float parade begins in Frontierland and travels the normal parade route down Main Street USA. Currently, the cavalcade is scheduled to run four times a day, starting at eleven twenty-five a.m. And uh, you know, it looks pretty cute. It has some characters that we all know and love, like Mulan. So, you know, catch it, check it out. Let me know what you think. It's so cute. These these characters are so adorable. I just mm-hmm. love them. I'm uh, Blog Mickey has a post of it up. I'm very impressed with the uh, with the characters that they have included. Uh, some characters that you generally don't see out and about in the park. I mean, for one, Miguel. 
out in the Magic Kingdom. I love that. That's that's awesome. I uh, love to see Coco getting some representation. You got uh, characters from the Jungle Book out there. Um, Aladdin, the three caballeros getting representation in the Magic Kingdom is phenomenal. Max, my dude from a Goofy movie, getting some representation. L you love to see it. Uh, uh, Moana, um, your girl, Mulan. Like, I, uh, Judy Hopps from Zootopia. How cool is that? We love and, a Judy. And of course, Stitch. I mean, everybody loves Stitch. I mean, I, I literally have one of the Happy Meal toys. By the way, Stitch is in Happy Meal toys for the next month if uh, you and your kids are fans of uh, the Stitch dude. So uh, just FYI. I love uh, Stitch. Yeah, I like Stitch. I mean, I, I, I bought a Happy Meal to get one of his toys for crying out loud. But uh, yeah, that is a, a new cavalcade recently debuted in the Magic Kingdom. And it's uh, it's cool to see some characters get representation that normally don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like Stitch is everywhere. We But but we talked about how we love Stitch. And, you know, Mickey and Minnie and, and the crew, they're cool. But I mean, how often do you get to see Max from a Goofy movie or, or Mulan get representation or the three caballeros? I mean, yeah, they have a ride. But I mean, there for a while, they weren't even that well represented on their ride i mean there were they they were the three cardboard arrows for a while they they removed the animatronics and they were just cardboard cutouts of them so it's it, it's very cool to see a character of the three caballeros featured prominently in a cavalcade so uh very excited to see this look forward to it uh seeing it in person the next time i'm in the magic kingdom heck yeah let's see it let's do it you know, let's see, let's do. I don't know. I'm actually really excited. This one has a lot of cool characters, like you said. And I love Judy Hopps, and I don't think that there's much Zootopia, you know, there really vibes is. in mm -hmm. the parks. So no. underrated movie alert, friends. Underrated it really is. Alert. Like Zootopia was one of those things. Like I always heard it was good, but I just never got around to watching it until I got Disney Plus. And then I finally watched it. It's like, oh my God, this movie's amazing. This movie's amazing. And and same with uh, with Tangled too. And um, uh, what was that movie with? Uh, oh, what was uh, what was the movie with? Uh, it started animated, but she comes through the real world. Enchanted. En uh, Enchanted. Yeah, was I was like, awesome. is that what the word is? Yeah, that was a. Was it Enchanted? That sounds right. Uh, We're going with it. It's on a podcast. With now. Amy Adams, right? Amy Adams. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I think that's called. And James now Marston. I'm. Yeah. And and uh, oh, and Adina Menzel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enchanted, yeah. Amy mm -hmm. Adams, uh huh. Patrick Dempsey's also in that movie. Yeah, yeah, McDreamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was going with that. Okay, all right. Yeah, I really, I really liked that movie. That would be a fun conversation. What's a movie that that you finally got around to watching on Disney Plus? It's like, dang, that was a really good movie. Uh. I don't want to. I don't want to expose myself with that one. I have to think. <laughs> I, have to, I was gonna say Star Wars because I have like I don't own any of the Star Wars movies, so like I watched all of those, including like the prequels and stuff on Disney Plus. But I wouldn't say like they were underrated. I just don't own them, so I had to wait until. That's yeah, that's fair. I don't. I don't think anybody's saying that Star Wars is underrated. Yeah. I mean, I just was saying like that is a movie that when I got Disney Plus, I was like, I need to watch that type of thing. Uh, I already watched all those movies, so I'm trying to think what's like a movie that P Onward. I didn't see Onward, and Onward was on was put on Disney Plus, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a cute movie. Mm -hmm. I thought okay. it was cute. I'm just saying. 
Pin Figures, also a very good movie. Okay, all right, that's a good one. We'll we'll throw that question out. By the way, the answer to everybody's uh, or the answer that everybody gave last week is everybody goes right from the international gateway. Everybody goes right <laughs> to France. Everybody goes to France. So uh, thank you for weighing in. But this week, uh, the question that I want to ask, we'll, we'll ask the question, uh, what's a movie you finally got around to seeing on Disney Plus that you thought, dang, that was really good. But what is an attraction from Disney's past if you got handed the keys to the kingdom that you could resurrect and bring back from the dead, what would that attraction be and why? We've already got some answers on social. We'll read those next week. Staffers, if you want to answer yours next week and think on it, you can. But if you got one just right off the top, you can weigh in here. Back to the future and confrontation. <laughs> Wrong park, but I respect it because I, yeah, those are those are good. Also I mean, drunk. I know. I, I mean, yeah, that was my next one, but I, I knew that you'd give me a face. <laughs> so uh, I so my thing is, is my retired attractions people don't like. Like, I really enjoyed like the Ellen universe of energy and nobody likes that ride. So <laughs> primeval world, R.I.P. Boo. No, don't boo me, dude. Don't boo me. <laughs> oh, Body Wars. Actually, my number one answer okay. is Body Wars. Don't at me. Okay. Body Wars. Maelstrom. I get behind that. Oh, Maelstrom was fun. Damn, hold on. I'm literally opening up a whole article because I'm going to list all of these <laughs> out right now. Yeah, Stephanie is going to open what attractions have closed at Epcot. These. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not all Epcot. Great movie ride. Like, I was a Man, great movie oh. ride stand, but I don't want to get rid of Runaway Railway. So, Runaway Railway is such a good attraction, but I do miss. Uh, uh, I will say, I don't know why they got rid of Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. I thought that was cute. Like, I, what, what, EO, whatever the thing is, it's oh, there Captain now. EO? I don't know what that is. Get rid of it. Get out of here. <laughs> Uh, Alien was probably way too scary for kids. Yeah, so my top that one would probably terrified be... terrified me as a teenager. Same. Me and Justin Same. Monorail did a uh, Disney deep dive with the Dawes, and I talked about how that traumatized me. And I was like, I was like almost 20 when I, when I rode that attraction. Yeah, so Body Wars, these are my top three. I'm going to say three because I'm extra. Body Wars, <laughs> okay. Maelstrom, and The Great Movie Ride. Close fourth is the Ellen ride that nobody likes. So sorry, but I like Bill Nye. I like Ellen. Don't at me. Just it's a nostalgia thing. Let me be happy. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. But do you have yours or are you gonna wait till next week? You can wait till next week. It's fine. Um, I'll go more in depth on mine next week, but the ones that come to my mind right now, uh great movie ride, uh would be really awesome to ride one more time. Um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I've never been on that, or I don't know about that, so. That was that was a really good attraction. I would, was that I, before I, my time, or was that like during my time that I was too young to fathom it? That might have been before your time. 2,000, was it on this list? 14 permanently closed rides. Oh, EO closed too, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that. Uh, that uh, that's 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 been gone for a while. Oh, that's not on this list. It's not on this list, so. Uh, nineteen ninety four. So. Yeah, that's a little right, right at the cusp. Uh, mm -hmm. Ninety five, baby. 
Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I can't fault you for being unfamiliar oh. with the, with that one. This isn't a ride. This isn't a ride, but it's something I miss. I miss being able to walk into um, their houses. Was it just Minnie's house or was it both of them? I don't know. I just miss the houses. That's right. Yeah, they used mm-hmm. to have the houses. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was bring really Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay, sorry. I just, I cry, honestly. That's oh, man. Really yeah, we're, wow. We're going. <laughs> man, this is a, a trip down nostalgia lane. I, I, I love it. All right. So, so. Uh, At us. Yeah, yeah, literally at us uh, at Doz Does Disney D O Z D O E S, and y'all know how to spell Disney. Steffers, where can they get at you on the uh, socials? Uh, what is my socials? I had a brain fart. TikTok and Instagram. I am halfway to my goal of reaching a thousand followers. So if you would like to watch me make a fool out of myself on most days, or want tips and tricks for your next Universal Orlando vacation, you can find me at Adventures with Steffers. TikTok and Instagram. If you want to tweet at me, you can tweet at me at AsianZing95. Yes, like the Buffalo Wild Wing sauce. Yes, 95. That is the year I was born. And if you like gaming and just want to watch me get consumed by a new MMO, you know, you can watch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash AsianZing95. Dab. Oh, and the Adventures with Stuffers podcast, adventureswithstuffers.com. And I have affiliate links for Undercover Tourist and Amazon affiliate links. So go check out my website and do all the things. And am I forgetting something? No, maybe not. Oh, if you guys are looking to book a vacation, you can book one with me. Okay, that is all. I like how you almost forgot to plug your podcast. That was, uh, that was, that was, that was. You plugged it at the beginning. So then I was like, forgot. You know what I'm saying? Adventures with Steppers. And this is like the true show of the show. Also, we low key, did we mention Princess and the Frog? Didn't happen. Play oh, that's right. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. totally glossed over probably mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the low key bigger uh, bigger things that happened. Uh, Walt mm-hmm. Disney World's website removed the uh, the mention of the Splash Mountain refurbishment. Uh, that it's going to be transformed into a, a Princess and the Frog themed attraction. Uh, previously, the Walt <laughs> Disney World website included a blurb that mentioned uh, the uh, refreshment. Uh, the uh, text used to say an exciting new refresh is coming to this attraction and it included a link to the princess and the frog retheme announcement and now the disney world splash mountain website has no reference to this bending reimagination of this ride uh it's likely that disney simply forgot to add the blur back to the website following the refurbishment message uh but of course i'm sure that uh you know people around the internet are speculating wildly so why don't we do so as well i do want to point out the reference to the retheme does still remain available in the my disney experience app so it's not like disney has just completely removed all reference to the retheme period this could just be a uh, mistake that they forgot to update the website but still uh considering we haven't heard anything like a timeline of when this is going to happen when this is going to start what it's going to look like past uh concept art it is a little you know makes you raise an eyebrow yeah it's sus disney it's sus a little bit a little bit we'll see though we'll see what are your thoughts what what's happening guys what, what do we think is it just a flub or is it a you know strategic marketing strategy eyebrow raise 
I'm going to go 80-20, 80%. This is a flub, 20%. This is them silently trying to sweep it under, However, the, under the rug. However, I will say that like news outlets have, I mean, news outlets, you know what I'm saying, have like mentioned it and you would think that they'd see it by now and have fixed it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel mm -hmm. like the visibility was already on it. Yes. So eyebrow raised it again. Yeah. It's probably nothing. Just, saying. But, just but, let us know what you think. Yeah. Or it's something and we just don't know about it. Yeah, it definitely could be something or it definitely could be nothing. L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me. Landedone, I'm the best. Landedone, not the rest. That's where you can follow me on Twitter, 280 characters at a time. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's where you can find really outdated stuff that I did at College Radio, including interviews with the cast of Futurama, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and the Venture Brothers. And I also appear on The Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well. So, uh... Yeah, get at us on the socials. Let us know what attraction you would bring back from the dead around Walt Disney World property. Uh, let us know what movie you discovered on Disney Plus that you always heard was good, but just didn't watch for whatever reason. And uh, let us know what you think about the show. Staffers, any thoughts before we hit the dough? Um, love your animals and make sure that they feel loved and give them a blanket burrito if they need one because sometimes they get cold unless you live in florida and it's summertime do not give them a blanket because they will suffocate um on a serious note i just want to thank the community that we have here i've been having some doubts and some downer vibes lately and the listeners on this show, the listeners on my show, all the listeners in this Diz world community, universal world community have been awesome. And don't let the haters get you down. Persevere. Mm -hmm. Do the dang thing. Also, Wednesday's episode of the Adventures with Suffers podcast is a pretty raw emotional one. So, you know, maybe listen to it. Maybe have tissues. Maybe hug your dog or your family tight. You know, whatever you want to do. All good vibes, you know? Good vibes indeed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Disney and Universal, take care of your cast members. Take care of your team members. And you, the lovely listener, thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Because at the end of the day, we love going down to these parks. And they, the team member, the cast member, they are what makes your visit magical. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health because it's very important in this day and age. Honestly, sometimes it's just as important, maybe even a little bit more so than your physical health. I mean, not downplaying your physical health. That's definitely important too, but your mental health, just as important. And be decent to each other. It costs you nothing to be nice and you don't know what everybody else is going through. So uh, for Steffers, my name's Landon Dome. Hopefully we'll see you back here next week. Hopefully you have a great week. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope you have a great Red love, not hate. Yeah, what she said. And uh, we don't see you back here next week. Appreciate you coming along for the ride. We've been Does Does Disney. You've been great. Take care.
Here we go. <laughs> what was with the chair that just suddenly started spinning itself? <laughs> You're muted still. Um, Jackson said Gimli, and Gimli decided to jump down <laughs> because he read a message that I sent like 30 minutes ago. That's hilarious. It, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. When, when he kicks his leg off, you know, the chair twirls, you know? Mm-hmm. I just look up and saw the chair like, like, like a f- cartoon just going. Mm-hmm. It was, it was mm-hmm. awesome. Made my day. Thank you for that. Say it, oh. Steffers. N- no. Say it. I don't, I don't want to know. Steffers. Baba Rusa. Baba Rusa. Thank you, Steffers. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what we do every day. Word. Word. Pika Pika. Too bad I wasn't recording for that, Jim. That would have been a perfect uh, secret sound. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything. I just always wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs>